Welcome to Ag Credit Set It. In each episode, our hosts sit down with experts from all parts of the agriculture industry to bring you insights and must-have information on all things from farming to finances and everything in between. We are back with another episode of Ag Credit Set It. I'm Libby Wickstead with Phil Young today. Howdy. And today we have a very special guest, don't we, Phil? We do. We have Ag Credit CEO and President, Mr. Brian Ricker. Brian is joining us today to discuss the farm credit system, cooperatives, and much more. Now, Brian, you have the, the distinct honor uh, of being inducted into what I call the Ag Credit Set It Second Timers Club. <laughs> uh, it's a big deal. And I, this is, this is, so this is, it, it's, it's your second time on here and we've never had a, a return guest come back to the podcast. So I think that's high praise uh, for you. Uh, we're excited to have you back. Something to look forward to uh, if you come back five times. I don't know if you ever watched Saturday Night Live, but they get a five timers jacket. And so if you, <laughs> if you come back three more times, we'll get you a jacket. So. Well, hey, thanks, Phil. Yeah. It, it feels great to be invited back. Yeah. I certainly appreciate that and be the, the repeat guest here. <laughs> So, Brian, can you uh, you were you were on one of our first episodes way back? Um, can you just kind of refresh listeners um, a little bit about yourself and how you got started at Ag Credit? And- sure, yeah, yeah, Phil, uh, Libby. I grew up on a farm in Putnam County and uh, came from a large family, youngest of eight kids. And um, of course, growing up, uh, just like so many so many of us here in Northern Ohio, we, we grew up with soybeans and corn and some livestock, and, and that was me. And uh, we had we had hogs. That was our livestock. And uh, of course, went to Ohio State and uh, uh, majored in in agriculture. And one thing led to another. And after you know a couple of different jobs, uh, Bob Evans Farms and Ohio Farm Bureau, uh, landed right here at Ag Credit as an account officer in in your area in Van Wert. And then I worked uh, some in Ottawa as well. And uh, just loved it. I, I loved working with farmers and, and providing, you know, credit and, and those lending needs. And it's been very, very good. I've been blessed. Nice. Good. So we see all of these biostars everywhere. We have heard of the farm credit system and that ag credit is part of the farm credit system. And we've heard of other farm credits around. Can you share the history and like how for the farm credit system got started yeah. way back when? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's great, Libby. And I, don't, I do not consider myself a, a historian by any means, but uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give it my best here. And, and so, uh, you know, it wasn't that long ago, farm credit, we celebrated our 100th anniversary and that was uh, uh, 2016. So in 1916 is when uh, farm credit officially um, started. And so it started with the signing of the Federal Farm Loan Act. Uh, president uh, Woodrow Wilson was the president at that time. And so that created the uh, 12 federal land banks and it provided long-term uh, credit for agriculture. But you even need to back it up a little bit before 1916 because that's what really set the table for farm credit. And it was around 1908 and uh, uh, President Theodore Roosevelt he appointed a commission on country life. And what that did is there was a lot of disparity, a lot of gaps between city and country and, and rural life at that time. Uh, the roads were poor, um, you know, like, uh, not a lot of electricity, all those things. And so this study um, provided a lot, of, a lot of things that rural life and country life needed to improve upon. And one of those was... Um, was getting um, a better supply of credit to farmers 
and to uh, those living in the rural areas. And so that was kind of the start of trying to figure out a way, a system to provide that credit uh, for for this country. And uh, so that was kind of the, the start of it. Seems like there was a lot happening in agriculture during that time, you know, with FFA starting about that same time. So there really was a need um, to put agriculture out there and on the map and that the government was recognizing, recognizing that is, is pretty important to where we are today. So you've kind of answered it a little bit in that, that um, last answer, but why, why do we exist? Why is that credit here? Why are farm credits across the nation um, in every county here? Sure, yeah. Well, rural enterprises in general and, and agriculture, you know, as especially the last three or four years with COVID and all, we've come to realize how essential uh, we are to this country in, in many different ways. Um, you know, it, we, we know how volatile and how cyclical agriculture can be. We've all lived through some of those cycles. But food, fiber, and, and now uh, more recently with fuel and energy and those types of things that agriculture provides, those are essential to a strong and, uh, and stable America. It's our security. Um, you know, I've heard the phrase that food security is national security. And as we look out in the world right now um, with just different conflicts and things going on, I think we can all relate to its importance. And so that alone, um, you know, is, is important enough to make us realize um, that we need, um, a, you know, security in that area. We need credit. So ultimately, that was some of the formation of the farm credit system. You know, way back in those early 1900s, it was difficult for many farmers to find the credit that they needed. As I said earlier, it was it was risky, it was cyclical, and uh, there were a lot of failures. And so um, a lot of high rates uh, were being charged at the time, and so a better system was needed. So that's that's why we exist, to provide uh, all that for our rural community and, and for, our, for agriculture and for our farmers. Phil, I think you and I both being farmers ourselves are happy oh, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. we can obtain our credit to, you know, for our operations ourselves, you know, today, whether we work at Ag Credit or not and put on our farmer gaps, I mean, that, that is an awesome thing as young beginning farmers. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, yeah. and, uh, one of the things I, you know, I, I grew up in an ag community just, yeah. And the older generation, when I, when I first started working at Ag Credit, they'd always say, they always have, have to say the acronym PCA. Uh, or they'd talk about federal land bank, you know, mm-hmm. and I guess, can you touch on that? Some of the, maybe if there's some older generations out there, they've, they've heard that. And, and I know you said you're not a historian, but can you, can you touch <laughs> on that a little bit? I've kind of sure. what those were and, and yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> acronyms in general. Right. right? Yeah. I, yeah. I think every business has them and, and we sure have our share too. Yes. And, um, and so when you mentioned PCA, uh, of course that stands for production credit association and, and you got to, and we mentioned Federal Land Bank as well, FLB would be another acronym for that. But um, ultimately, when the system first came about with the Federal Land Banks, that was, that was only for longer term type loans. And so back in 1916, actually 1917 was when the first loan was finally made. Um, that was a long-term loan. So it involved real estate, mortgage, and those types of things. And it took uh, many years later, 10 to 15 years or so before short-term lending uh, was established. And that's where um, the PCA, the Production Credit Association, uh, came about. And so for many, many years up until the 1980s, that's what we saw. We saw um, two separate entities. We saw one entity called the Federal Land Bank, and that provided that 
those mortgages, long-term lending. And then we saw production loans being made through PCAs, production credit associations. And so locally here, you know, uh, some that might be my age or a little older, uh, or you hear it from your parents, would, would remember names like Marion Production Credit Association, Marion PCA. We had, uh, you know, Northern Ohio PCA. So those are some of the names. And at the same time, we had Marion Federal Land Bank Association and Bowling Green Federal Land Bank Association. Ottawa was, was my area, Ottawa, Ohio, Federal Land Bank Association. So those are some names that I kind of recall um, my dad and, and my mom mentioning um, through, through the years. And, I, and I've heard stories, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, that a lot of these, play, like if you had a Federal Land Bank office and a PCA, they were almost in the same building a lot mm-hmm. of times. Yes, they were. And I heard stories, they'd be like, yeah, I'd go, I'd go make my farm loan payment, and then I'd walk across the hall or walk next door and make my, you know, my equipment payment or my operating loan payment. Is that true? Yeah, that, yeah it is yeah. true. That is true. Yeah. And then so I mentioned they, they kind of lasted until, you know, 1980s or so. And of course, we had the farm crisis in the 1980s. And there was some restructuring that happened. And so um, nearly all PCAs and land banks eventually kind of went together, merged into Agricultural Credit Association. So ACA is kind of the new acronym or the new term. And, um, and in many ways, it, it was needed. You know, when you think about diversification of loans and, and trying to reduce risk and all that, it would just make sense that a portfolio of loans would have both short-term production loans as well as long-term just to handle that risk and, and mitigate it and, uh, and work on that concentration uh, of risk. So that eventually happened. Uh, the, the farm crisis of the 1980s spurred that on. And so that's kind of where, where we're at today. Yeah. And probably just a lot of efficiencies happen too, right? You're just doing double paperwork for two different <laughs> yes. offices. A lot yeah, of sure. And, yeah. and think too, from a customer yeah. standpoint, to have to go across the hall and, yeah. and, and just meet with different people. It, yeah, it's yeah. definitely more efficient today. Yeah. So, and, and I guess, can you, can you talk about uh, territories? I know that's, that's something a lot of my customers ask me about too. They, they try to wrap their mind around the fact that maybe we're, we're there's a lot of different associations out there. And we're all kind of maybe divided up into different territories and, and, and just kind of want to know why, you know, and kind of how that was structured, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, in the early formation of the farm credit system, you can imagine as, as I was going through all those names, there were a lot of different entities out there, PCAs, land banks and whatnot. And the Congress, you know, when they allowed the system to be established, um, the charters and, and, and statutes and the law basically provided um, that each of these different associations, these entities were going to have a certain area, a certain geographical area that they were going to cover. And so um, that's just kind of how it started. And then through the years, obviously, there's been change. Mergers have happened. There's been some consolidation. And so those uh, charters uh, with the territories, the specific geographic territories, that simply went with all the different mergers through the years. And, and so today, I think we have roughly 60 or so um, associations across the country, so much less than, than it was uh, you know, 10 or 20 or even 30 years ago and so forth. But um, ultimately, those, those charters, those geographic territories just continue to go right along as mergers have happened. And... Um, you know, I, I think uh, kind of the the structure of the system, um, it just made sense in, in some ways that there was, it would probably kind of implode if all these different entities were, were theoretically competing with each other 
all the time. And it wouldn't be a, a positive experience probably for the future of the system. It wouldn't be long lasting or long standing if, if that was allowed to happen. So probably the forefathers thought of that and realized that that's not going to be a, a long-term thing. It would be relatively short-term and everybody would kind of be kind of going after each other, so to speak. And, um, and it's not really the cooperative model either. The cooperative model is to get along and, and help each other uh, be of service to one another. That's one of those principles too. So anyhow, in my mind, um, that's probably what they were thinking. And, and it's helped the system be where it's at today and be over 100 years old. And I think, you know, with some of those associations, um, with some of the customers that I have in my portfolio, you look at those other associations as partners because we're all trying to do the same right. thing. And um, even, you know, with our with our district, um, you know, we have a lot of partners and it's nice to have somebody else to work with each other and, and be in the same boat as us when we're trying to do some different things. It, it is. You know what? I reach out. You mentioned that, Libby. I reach out to CEOs all the time to collaborate and get ideas and compare and contrast different things. And just being able to do that, um, it's helped us through the years to get through different, different scenarios, different challenges and whatnot. So obviously if that wasn't the case, you know, if we were against each other all the time, um, those partnerships wouldn't be formed and that trust wouldn't be there either. Yeah. Collabor collaboration is key. I think we've all learned that yeah. even within our branch offices here. We are going to take a short break and we'll be back in just a minute. As a farmer owned cooperative, we at Ag Credit know that a little extra capital can make a big difference in your operation. Paying for new equipment, meeting unexpected expenses and covering payroll. That's why we're returning $21 million to our borrower owners through our patronage program. What other lender does that? At AgCredit, we're proud to share our profits with our members. Visit agcredit.net to learn more about how it pays to do business with us. So, yeah, you've mentioned co-op, the, the word cooperative multiple times. Um, what it, how would you define a cooperative? And, and I guess, how does it benefit agriculture to be in a cooperative? Yeah, a, a cooperative, in my mind, is a type of business structure where the business is owned by those who use its services. And, and as I mentioned earlier, the farm credit system uh, was set up as a cooperative system way back in 1916 uh, because Congress ultimately felt that it was the best structure to ensure that the system could fulfill its mission and its, you know, of providing that, that credit for the future for agriculture and for rural America. So, um, you know, cooperatives are very commonplace in agriculture. And, um, you know, when you think about farmers in general, there's a lot of individuals out there and cooperatives allow them to kind of come together, join together and form these businesses that can help their individual business to provide a market, whatever service that they need that they're short on, that cooperative can fill, fill that void. One of the things, you know, with cooperatives that I, I think is, is really interesting is, is just some of the key principles um, of a cooperative. And so, you know, one of those is you know, voluntary and, and open membership. And so, you know, anybody who needs that service can be a part of it. Um, democratic member control is another one. 
So, you know, we're having a, an election coming up here uh, in another couple of weeks. Uh, we're our board of, of uh, directors. We got a couple spots there that's going to be open. So there's the ability, if you're a member of the cooperative, to serve on the board. Um, and then economic participation. So you can receive some of the, of the capital, of the profits of that. So anyhow, those are just uh, a couple of the you know, of the, uh, of the principles of, of the cooperative and how important that is. And like I said, um, these cooperatives are all over the place. They're companies that you may not even be aware of are a cooperative and they are, and that's just the way they're structured. And the cool thing is, is that the members own it and, uh, the members, uh, govern it. And then ultimately the, the profits are returned back to those who are the owners. Yeah, there are a lot of companies in agriculture that are cooperatives that you would have no idea. And if you look it up, I think everybody would be surprised um, what companies truly are cooperatives. So you've talked about what that is, and you've talked about a lot of benefits that a cooperative creates for our members or for its members. Um, what benefits and values do our members receive from our cooperative? Yeah, well, I maybe I kind of touched upon it earlier, but a couple, governance structure. Um, you know, our board of directors, as I mentioned earlier, is comprised of our own um, members of Ag Credit, and that's unique in in any business structure. And and so, to me, that's a that's a big one, a big benefit, of value. It's it's the governance of how we are operated and ran. They set um, our 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 policies, approve those, and and so that's great. Um, the other uh, big one is just having a. Um, you know, the ability to, to receive the profits of, of the cooperative. And we're going to be paying out a patronage, of course, again this year and having the ability to not only run and help, you know, govern the cooperative, you get the profits as well. And so um, th- those are a couple key ones. Then um, I see extra value in there too. And, and these are the little things that um, each cooperative can kind of do themselves, um, kind of sets them apart maybe from, you know, their competitors or, um, you know, other cooperatives in the area. And I always think back to when I first started, we had a, uh, a tagline that said big enough to serve and small enough to care. And so how do we serve and how do we care? And so how, how do we do that here at Ag Credit? And there's a couple things that kind of come to my mind um, when I think of serving and caring for our for our customers, our owners. And it's sometimes it's the little things. And one of them just happened last year. And we continue to do it into this year. And that is we um, have been very good, very robust, I guess, with closing um, a lot of Ohio ag link loans. And so these link loans um, and when we closed them in 2022, they have saved anywhere from one and a half to 4% on an operating loan uh, rate. And we all know what happened last year with the prime rate and just rates in general, they were going up. And, and I, I give a lot of credit to our team for being willing to spend the extra time to close these loans, to care for our customers and do that. Um, we closed over um, 1,300 loans, $249 million of operating loans with these links. And, uh, and so, I, I, you know, that's a extra value that we as a cooperative, when we put our members, our owners first, it's those types of things that come out. 
Um, a few years ago, uh, back in 2020 and 2021 during COVID, uh, those SBA PPP loans uh, was another area of value that our team uh, came together and provided that. And, you know, not every financial institution does link loans. Not every financial institution did those PPP loans. But our team, we realized that that's something that's going to be pretty important um, for our members, our owners, and we need to do that. And then um, also, too, just historically, when rates have declined, we as, an, as Ag Credit have been very good with um, repricing loans to get a lower interest rate and just, you know, charging um, modest fees to, to do that. And, and so that's another area where we have served our customers and, and did our best to, to care and, uh, and do what's right. So those are, I think, just that extra touch there is, is something that, um, you know, provides us, um, our customers, perhaps the value and the benefits that, that we, would, we think of with a cooperative. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think about, you mentioned that we talked about the board. It's just, I always love thinking about who's on our board. It's not only are they users of our product, you know, but they, they are in agriculture themselves. They're farmers. They, they, they know the, the opportunities that are out there and they know the challenges that are out there. So it's just, it's just a really cool idea to think about when you think of, of who's sitting on our board. Yeah. yeah. And just the value piece of it that, you know, that we care. I mean, we do truly care for our customers because, you know, ag is a livelihood. Of, of an operation and, gen- and it's generational. And so we are looking out for our members and trying to bring them products that, that can serve their operation. And, you know, we, as Ag Credit, you know, we want to make loans, but we also want you guys to do well. And that's where I feel like doing the PPP loans and the note mods and um, doing the link loans, I know that's made an incredible impact on a lot of young beginning farmers. I mean, for my husband and our farm personally as well. And, you know, I just, I feel like that, that is a big value of, we do truly care. And many of us are farmers and we see that value as well. Um, so you mentioned patronage and we do have patronage coming up. So how can borrowers use their patronage money? Um, they can use it in a lot of ways. So um, ultimately, it, of course, it's paid out either through a check or you know an ACH type payment. But um, it's all over the board. It's their money, and and so you know we've seen it uh, used maybe for a down payment on a farm, a down payment for equipment to purchase equipment, vacation, uh, you know, college for the kids. It, obviously, the sky is unlimited. You can use <laughs> right. it for what you want, but. Uh, Take that's, your spouse out cool. to dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Some of my guys, yeah. their patronage check goes to their wife. So yeah. okay. they, that's at least what they tell me, that their wife is always looking for that patronage check to they come. They love this time of year, don't they? Right. It is a good time of the year. Yeah. That's for sure. With our with the patronage payment, I mean, have we have that credit been doing patronage a long time? You know, what's, what's our history with that? Oh, yeah, we have. Um, I, I was just counting it up the other day. This will be the 36th consecutive okay. year that we have paid patronage. So we're really proud of that. And it's quite a trend. Um, and, and I think even if you go back, when you look at the numbers that we paid back, it's been over 100 basis points. And hopefully everybody knows what a basis point is and all that. We're getting a little technical here. But for 27 years now, the return on an average rate has been over 100 basis points. So that's 1%. Um, is, is what it amounts to. 100 basis points equals 
So um, it, basically, if your average rate was 5%, that meant that your rate after patronage was 4%, that 100 basis points. So it's been substantial. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you've got a real estate loan for so, a couple hundred thousand or, or more, that that's big money. It can add up pretty quick. Good. Well, yeah, Brian, I, 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 it's been awesome to have you as a guest and, and welcome to the Second Timers Club. You know, you're the one and only thus far. So um, well, you, know, you I, can brag about that to whoever you want. So. <laughs> hey, I, I just want to a little put a plug in for you guys and say thank you for doing this, doing these podcasts. I love it. It's just great to have you guys do this. And uh, it means a lot to our association. So thank you. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian. And with that, um, we close out another Ad Credit Set episode. Um, please make sure to um, subscribe and follow us so you guys will get notification for every new episode that comes. And you can also follow us on all of our social media platforms. We'll see you guys next time on Ad Credit Set It. See you guys. Thank you for listening to Ad Credit Set It. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. While you are there, leave us a review to help others find the show. Let's talk ag in between episodes. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at AgCredit. For more tips and resources, visit agcredit.net.